Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We are live on a Monday. Super Bowl champ, NBC Sports analyst Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays. I'm Aton Shander, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. It's such a crazy day today. It's so wild that Mertitas is sending me text right now about getting in on the show. Send me the link. What's going on here? Send me the link. He thinks it's Tuesday. No, it's Monday. We'll be joined by the network in six minutes, but we have six right now, full minutes, as we are officially, gentlemen, right now today here in Philadelphia on the Peterson Watch. Count yes. begins. Yeah, how about that? I mean, this, this escalated quickly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, from, from out of nowhere. Yeah. It was all yesterday afternoon. It was like it all of a sudden, like, you know, this report comes out from what, Tim McManus? And yeah. and the next thing you know, you go from Doug Peterson being uh, returning as your head coach to uh, being on shaky ground and possibly being traded. Well, this is also real quick, Barrett, as I know you're going to jump in in a minute or second. This is also combined with the Adam Kaplan report that the Philadelphia Eagles tried to rehire, bring Schwartz back, but he decided to retire instead. So think <laughs> of this. you've got the defensive coordinator be, and now the head coach who could be out. Is this making a way for, for Mr. Riley and Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma? Have they talked to him? I mean, is that the reason why? I don't know, man. But, but you know, they said that the talks down, I guess, in Florida, or they're going to be talking, speaking of Florida. Tomorrow. They just didn't do well. Well, yeah. tomorrow. So, I guess they're not going well. The first and, one didn't go well, right? Yeah, yeah, apparently the first conversation, which was last Tuesday, didn't go so well. Oh, I can understand that. I mean, the, the owner wants to know more about what his plan is at, to go forward and execute how he's going to make this team turn around from what had happened. Well, how's he going to fix the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, there's so many issues. You've got a defensive coordinator. I mean, think about this. Who cares what Jeffrey Lurie thinks? I don't want him anywhere near this football team. You've got a (laughs) defensive coordinator who would rather retire than come back. You've got a head coach who, based on reports out there, at the very least is open to being traded. You had other reports that weren't refuted, at least by Rob Motti, the Associated Press, that Carson Wentz would facilitate or help facilitate his exit. Everybody wants out. Yes, this is an exodus. Well, you know, it's all pointing back to one person. Howie. When you have, yes, it, it, it has to go back to Howie because Jim Schwartz is, is, is retiring because he's tired of being a magician. He's tired of pulling a rabbit out of his hat by putting guys that are out on the field that shouldn't be on the field. It's the reason why they're not even backups. We have backups to backups playing in the last couple of games. I mean, you want guys to go out there and really play well. Yeah, there we go. Hey, Mom. Hey, I appreciate everybody praying for her. She should be coming home within the next, you know, day and a half or so. She's doing very, very well. Um, she got on me, so she's feeling better, a lot better. Uh, good to hear. And very good to hear. Finally, some good news. Yes. Right, she, right, right. As soon as she's she's home, we need well, to yeah. on that too, please. Yeah. But um is it is it is it good news that Doug might leave or should he stay? You know, I was going back and forth with uh with Martinez and you know and, and Jason was like, Well, good, he needs to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I mean, the evil that you know is sometimes better than the evil that you don't know. 
Yeah, I, I like tumult, though. I, lo I love this stuff. I live for this, Barrett. <laughs> yeah, but this is why the team sucks. Well, that, that's not my problem. Not my problem. It makes your job easier, right? It, yeah, exactly. It's easy solution. It's such an easy solution. Don't you understand that this has now become the bastard child of all the things from a football standpoint that are wrong with Daniel Snyder, married with all of the things that were at least wrong with Jerry Jones. And now we have this perversion of that in Jeffrey Lurie. Hands everywhere. Yeah, and it's meddling. Like, yeah, but it's yeah. not even like pretty model hands. It's nasty no. hands with like those old witches' warts hands all over the place, meddling and grabbing and smashing things. You can't do anything. I, yeah, I'm well, sensing the baby crying baby right, face right, coming right, out very right. soon in this no, show. No, no. That's coming out for somebody else. Somebody oh, yeah? her to the heart for our own Barrett Brooks. We're, we're going to save that for the network. All that oh, okay. stuff that happened yesterday. But right now, I mean, this is a huge story here that the Eagles could trade possibly. And here's another thing. If you're Joe Douglas on the Jets, why would you make a trade? Why not wait? Why not wait until the inevitable happens, which is the Eagles won't find a trade partner for Peterson. They'll fire him. Or what? Bring him back under these awkward circumstances, and See, then he's I, on the open market. I've only heard one guy get traded, and that was uh, John Gruden. Well, How do you trade a coach? You trade a coach? Yeah, yeah. Didn't Rich Kotite get traded? No, no. He got fired. He got booted. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Gruden. Gruden was traded to uh, Tampa Bay, wasn't he? Yeah. He was from 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 the from Raiders Oakland. to Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To Tampa yeah. Bay, and I mean that's a joke. Well, he mean, he, but I'm telling you what, he does have some trade value. Doug, yes. Well, Doug has like Doug would be hired. I would think Doug would shoot right up to the top of the list as far as an open candidate is concerned, and that's Absolutely. another thing. You're, you're Absolutely. letting somebody go like that. I mean, we're talking about three years from from well, the Super Bowl. The whole situation really with Doug is the quarterback. Right. If, if the if the the relationship between those two is you know irreparable, you know you, you got to move on from one of them. Uh, here we go. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. We have a lot here, and I don't think we'll have enough time to get to it. We have a huge story about a football coach in the NFL on the verge of being traded. In fact, he might be traded by the time we get off the air. He happens to coach here where the three of us are in Philadelphia. Ron Culver back at the house in Houston producing the show across all sports map radio platforms, including, of course, 1490 AM sports betting radio in Atlantic City and live on the stream for the full two hours, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. We also have six games that overall did not live up to the hype. I'm sure bad. Oh, they were awful. And watched every single second. I know Harry bailed. I bailed. You just it's terrible. We had. I couldn't do it. I had to. I couldn't bail, man. I had that to was watch. awful football this weekend. See, there's the thing. Of all the games that Barrett has sat through, all of the bad college games on at two in the morning, still in the West Coast, that are going on, he had no ability. Like you could never bail on the Steelers. Somebody would have to strap you in and force you to watch 
that god awful performance. But don't worry, we'll, we'll get into that as well. I we wanted to. to. I wanted to so bad. Hopefully, so you weren't bad. watching the Nickelodeon cast because if I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got questions about that to say the least. There was a great moment on the Nickelodeon cast that Ron has cleaned up for us here. Right. It, it was a great f bomb that was caught on camera. But we, you know, we had a crazy weekend, and it came at the expense of three teams or maybe even a couple more, depending on how you look at it. I don't know how you thought Chicago or Washington would play, but it was just a wild weekend. And, and I don't know what stands out the most. If it was the 28, nothing first quarter, if it was Mike Vrabel's bonehead moment, if it was just the bears getting plastered into the ground, but you know, we got a lot today, including what Michael Bradley, right? Right. At 1140. And he'll talk to us about the college national championship as well. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He can hit anything. And then John McMullen is going to join us at 12.40. Yeah, I see McMullen's already tweeting his appearance on the show. I don't think he's ever done that before. He must be really fired up. We got some cachet now. We're starting to get it. But, Aton, you said that the the coach could be traded before the end of the show. The meeting doesn't even take place until tomorrow. Don't put anything past the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll explain that coming up in the break. We'll also get into the crazy weekend that was in the NFL next here on The Middle. Hi, I'm John Doherty. May this holiday season bring you joy and peace. May 2021 be a better year for all of us. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy new year. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. What were you saying, Harry? Uh, I didn't say anything. Oh. Except that uh, Doherty commercial should be updated. Well, where he's I, talking I, about the holidays. Yeah, I mean, we got to <laughs> let 
I texted uh Jail staff, no. I texted uh Kraus. I'm just uh, you know, I'm just running the board here, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the uh yeah, all the games sucked except the Bills Colts game. Oh yeah. yeah that was actually a good football game. See, that's exactly I'm telling you guys, that's exactly why I never bet. I didn't Bro, I went for an offer this whole this this whole weekend. I've been over. There we go. Your Steelers are shot. It's Done. Over. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Okay, so Michael Bradley is going to join us at 11.40 a.m. Eastern time to chat about the national championship game tonight and some other things sprinkled in throughout the NFL. I'm sure he's got some thoughts on the possible Doug Peterson trade. That's the big thing happening off the field. We had six crazy games over the weekend. Harry just said in the break before we came back that he only won good game was the first one played Saturday afternoon. And depending on how you called it, how you bet it, how you predicted it, or just if you were watching it, it was an up-and-down weekend, to say the least. So I, I don't even know where to begin outside of probably going in reverse chronological order. And looking at that game last night, we also have this Nickelodeon broadcast that mm -hmm. took over social media and beyond, which... I have questions about, but I mean, I, I listened in. Yeah, I, I, I sprinkled a little bit and I was on for the most part because that was the Bears Saints game. Correct. So I was on for the most part on the air here, but, you know, tried to sprinkle in. But let's not let our partner in crime here off the hook. Right. We got to grill him on the performance of his boys last and night. Here's the thing. We're giving you a nice little breather for this whole Doug Peterson stuff because it weighs down on you, right? Every now and again, you need a break. You need something different. You need a distraction. Yeah. We're giving you a nice little easy distraction, Barrett Brooks, in what happened last night. And I got to be honest with both of you, 28 nothing after one. I didn't care to stay around to watch no. him come back. I was out. Well, you see what Harry, he, he texts me. Yeah. I'm going to record this and I'm going to bed. Yeah, I was. Well, I watched the golf and then I went to bed. I watched the Pittsburgh Steelers Browns this morning on the treadmill because I wanted to make sure that it actually happened. Because when I read that they gave up 28 points in the first quarter and the first snap of the game went into the end zone, I'm like, I got to see this. Yeah, so I watched it. I watched it on the treadmill, and sure enough, it was real. It was unbelievable. They out-physicaled the Pittsburgh Steelers at every turn in that game. No question. No question. And, and, and that's why I can't say anything, because you can say, all right, it was a mistake here, a fumble um, mm -hmm. snap here, and, and it's three interceptions here. And you say, ah, that's what – no. It actually was up front. They beat up on that defense, made them like it. They ran a ball when they wanted to run the ball. They threw when they – they made – they made um, Baker look like he was an uh, an all pro um, quarterback. Joe Montana, it looks yeah. like a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's going through his progressions. They're dumping it down to the running backs. Um, he he's he's hitting deep curls. I mean, I'm like, where is this coming from? How about that where Kareem Hunt guy, man? Yeah, he's been struggling. I know, Dude, I know. Is, but it shows you what happens if Nick Chubb. It's like 
uh, uh, the version that Ryan Tannehill, and we'll get to that game in depth, should have got when Derrick Henry normally performs. It opens so much up for Ryan Tannehill. Kareem Hunt benefits exponentially off of Nick Chubb, but he's no been struggling so. But no, I mean, he's definitely that short-term guy. I mean, he's a great pick for a parlay, fantasy, what have you, as far as the score, because he's always going to get it in that tight situation. How about him getting underneath the pads of Spillane inside the five-yard line and just pile-drived him right into the end zone? Man. Oh, <laughs> it was <laughs> nasty. Oh, do you remember that scene in the program where Latimer is off steroids and just gets bull rushed? And right. yeah. yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. It very, reminded me of that. Very oh, similar. Oh, I mean, it looked like every five minutes, uh, the the crew of Browns was running over to that TV monitor to mug in front of the camera. Right. It was it was a total embarrassment. Oh, I, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. You need it. So we need yeah, to get it off your chest. Uh, all I was all I was gonna say is, I mean, I'm I'm watching. I was all, I'm like. Is, is this really happening? I had to call my son, who's a who's an avid, you know, Pittsburgh fan. I asked, hey, is this really going on? And then I got my brother on the other hand. You know, he's steady texting. He's a Browns me. fan, right? Yes, yes. He's texting me. Oh, my goodness. Hey, I see you're not calling me right now, are you? I'm like, yo, bro. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, isn't their head coach gone? They don't even have a head coach there. Pro Bowl what left cards out. I mean, there were a lot of problems, Barrett, with Cleveland. This should not. And we had the Philly Godfather on Friday, and I kept begging him for an answer about who in the hell was betting the Browns. And he said, ah, 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 you know, and big glasses and all. Ah, just, just hold off. And then uh, this, what this, happens? Was, this was the first play where you knew it was over. And now, in hindsight, it – you didn't jump to any conclusion. There was no hyperbole in anybody's overreaction to it. I don't know what or how you can be this unprepared for a playoff game on your very first snap, but this is what happened. This is the fumble, thanks in part to Marquise Pouncey, and then also, of course, to Big Ben, who just couldn't be 6'10 on the play. Ben looking to get to his fourth Super Bowl. Starts from the 22-yard line. James Conner is the running back. Steelers dead last in the league in rushing. And they start with a horrible snap all the way back to the two-yard line, and the Browns bounce it into the end zone where they wind up with a touchdown. Of all crazy things, you don't go to the playoffs for 18 years, and that is the way it starts in the first 14 seconds. Carl Joseph winds up with the ball, and they will celebrate. You never lose a game in the first quarter, the first half, the th right? It's always a play. There's a, but it felt like the energy was out, and you yeah. kind of laid it out already about how physical Cleveland was. Yeah, and credit Cleveland for just smelling that blood in the water. No and doubt, on it. Yeah, look at the defenders. You know, every time they pan to the defense, all of them look like they were disheveled. You know, like they they lost their best friend, like mm -hmm. their puppy ran away, I and mean, they're looking in the air like. Yeah. What's going on? Like, what is happening here? Right, right. <laughs> they all were. I'm like, stop looking around and fight. G give me something. Give me something. Give me a little fight. There was no emotion in right. the game. Let me ask nothing. you this then. Down 28 nothing in uh, in plus territory, fourth and eight, uh, Tomlin punted the ball. What did you think of that? I, I, to me, I thought that was stupid because you got you to gotta set the tone somehow. Because That's the defense, it's not like fourth and two. I mean, but still, though, the defense yeah. couldn't stop. They couldn't stop my grandmother. They no. couldn't stop anybody. No, they could not no. stop the run. It was painfully I mean, obvious. 
Bro, I'm watching linebackers get put on their backs by running backs. I'm watching offensive linemen pulling up through the hole, hitting defensive linemen, yeah. dragging them on the ground, pushing them around. It was it was just the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. But even though it was physical play, I, I, I became a fan of just watching just the physicality of the way this, this Cleveland team was playing. Not now, Cleveland themselves, but the physicality on right. how they went out there with a purpose, with no head coach. Right. Um, you know, they're they're it, it was it was it was masterful how they just went out there and just dictated the tempo to the Steeler team. Now well, Al Michaels made a mistake last night. He said that uh it's the first time twenty eight points, you know, at twenty eight points have been scored by one team in a quarter in playoff history. That is not correct. The Redskins, and I knew this right up right off the bat. I just double checked it. The Redskins scored thirty five in the Super Bowl in second quarter. Wow! Against the Broncos, thirty five nothing. They were down ten nothing, and they were up thirty five ten at halftime. Went on to win, I think forty two to ten. That's so that's a beatdown, bro. They just couldn't stop the run, man. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. We what's going on? And Prefer, you know, I I I know him. I, I'm trying to figure out he had a couple I, bad penalties last night. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't good to watch. No. Here's the thing, though. I I agree with you guys about what happened after that play, but I still feel like that play opened up, and it wasn't even a crack. It opened up a wide margin so much for Cleveland to take advantage of. If that play doesn't happen, even if Pittsburgh goes six and out or you know three dry three couple of plays that move the chains and then they get stalled or they kick a field goal anything along those lines i feel like the tempo of the game the feel of the game the energy that the steelers have is different but you saw it it just it snowballed Mm -hmm. and not look like a team who whose record was what pittsburgh was coming into it who had the veterans both that on the field and coaching a team like Mike Tomlin. It just, it didn't feel like a team that was there with all of the history that they had coming into that game that they couldn't stop a snowball. I mean, it turned into an avalanche. That, you know, it, even if that fumble, the first play of the game had not had happened, it didn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. They were just out. And, and this, and it, 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 it didn't start this game, it started back with Washington. When Washington pushed them around, and right. from that point on, you even said it, Aton. You even said, "Look, this Steelers team is over. They're done. They're finished. They're gonna make it into the playoffs. Yeah, They're only gonna win one first, game." Well, I thought Cleveland was a worse version of Pittsburgh. Like I thought, Cle- no coach, all the other issues they had, Barrett. I thought Cleveland was a poor man's version of Pittsburgh. It was a battle of two yeah. teams I didn't believe in, but I believed in the Browns even yeah. less. I, I, yeah. I said that the Steelers were in trouble after that Redskins game on this show, and yet I bet them anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, but you, me, you, you said it. You got both. You guys said it. Yeah, and you, you were just totally right because you could tell that Steelers team just didn't have that it mm-hmm. anymore. That it was gone, you know, and that it was something that, you know, when I was there, we always had it. We would walk on the field and knew we won before the game even started, and I didn't see that. I felt as though they were vulnerable. You could tell they were vulnerable. Even the demeanor of of, of the way guys were walking around. That offensive line got smashed. They can't run the ball. I mean, how how are you a Steelers team that can't run the ball? They've got to go out and get them a quality running back, a quality big They're going to have to get a quarterback, too. Yep. Well, a quarterback, running back. Uh, I mean, it, it's 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 terrible how bad they're. They need a tight end also. Now, if you're Roethlisberger, do you go out on that note? Yes. Well, you, you don't. Do? I yes. I don't think you do. But 
let's listen real quick if we can before we break. This is Big Ben hoping and begging and pleading, at least in his own world, that the Steelers turn around and ask him to come back. Yeah, Ben, I, I know this is all still fresh to you. I, and, and as people mentioned, you will have a decision to make at some point here. Uh, how do you figure, how do you feel that'll play out? Will, you just, will it just be your family that you talk to? Will you talk to guys like Marquise, uh, the Steeler organization, or is this all between you and your family? Well, it's going to start between me and God, a lot of praying. Um, and then, you know, a lot of this talk with my family, discussions, decisions. And, um, you know, I still have a year left on my contract. Uh, I hope the Steelers want me back if, if, if that's the way we go. And, um, there'll be a lot of discussion, but but now's not the time for that. Hope. Mm-hmm. Hope to say why. I understand he's a relic, but get his ass out of there. Eject. <laughs> yeah, but what, for, the, for what though? Mason here. Rudolph? No, just draft. Like you you have to start over. Look, they have an amazing track record in some areas of just being able to replace talent, replace talent. What's to if they've been able to mine and at least find good talent? early on as well, deeply with other positions. They can try it now. They have no choice or trade or do something, but you can't bring that guy back. You can't. I understand he wants to come back and and erase in his own head that poor memory of what happened against the Browns, but you have to do something. It's not going to be fire Mike Tomlin. No. You can't. They don't do that. You can't bring Roethlisberger. I don't know. I'm sorry. For me, I just, I don't think you can bring him back. No, you can't. And quarterback's the only position that they haven't you know been drafting you know everywhere else you know they have guys that'll come back the offensive line they'll be back with some guys on the offensive line um you know defensively they get those guys healthy back they get the two you know starters I I think they'll be okay but at the end of the day the quarterback position's been handcuffed by Ben and he wouldn't allow them to draft a quarterback he wouldn't allow them to go out in the first round and get a quarterback so right now they're they're pretty much uh, in, in a bad situation because they haven't went towards the future and drafted somebody to be his, uh, his you know, his heir apparent. He, he's not there. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like what, what's, what went on in in um, Green Bay. But he's like, all right, you draft the quarterback in the first round and see what I do. Yep. And he threatened him and handcuffed him because of that. And Rodgers, I mean, here we thought Rodgers, of all people, was the worst teammate ever. <laughs> and he's playing with the first rounder on the bench. All right, let's take a quick one here. We got a lot of things to get to today, including this rumor that's out there. And I said earlier, this thing might happen before the meeting goes down. Harry's like, what are you talking about? I'll explain what I mean. We might have a trade. We might actually have a trade in the NFL that has a coach going from Philadelphia to what is believed to be New York to coach the Jets. How realistic that is. Who knows? And also... That game last night wasn't the only wacky thing that happened across the board in the NFL. A lot happening here. Michael Bradley in 13 minutes. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right, so that, and then we also have another minute. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. 
Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Yeah, actually, they're meeting today. Yeah, I just looked. Uh, I just looked here. It's uh, it's today. Correct. Wow. Mike Gill said they're not going to fly him down to South Florida just to fire him. I'm like, dude, I had a company fly me to San Diego for like a four days of training on a product, and then fired me at the airport on the way home. Like it happens, dude. <laughs> oh, you told me. I remember you said that. Yeah. Were you like wasted or something? No. Exit meeting or no, no. I was number two in the country in sales. What the wow. hell? Well, they knew, they knew they had a good territory, so they, the 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 um, uh, VP of sales, you know, was going to put one of his boys in there. Got it. Got it. So they just got rid of me. Wow. Like a rating slot. Uh program director is gonna right, right. buddy because somebody built it up. Yeah. How about the Sixers playing that game against Denver? Right. They, they had like eight players. Yeah. Yeah. Maxie had a good game. Uh, he had yeah. 39. But I mean, how do they how do they let them play that game? They canceled the game yesterday between the what the Celtics and the Heat, right? Yep, because they canceled that. Guys, oh, radio station. Because both got both teams had had people out. The Denver game only the Sixers had players out. Yeah, but still. Well, that's what the NBA is doing now. Is they're trying to shame. If you will. Yeah, they're trying to do what uh do what the NFL did against Denver. Right, right. Oh, this is your fault. Yep. Listening to the middle on the Sport Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Yes, sir. Okay, so outside of that debacle last night, Michael Bradley's gonna join us in 10 minutes and we'll bring up the Doug Peterson rumor as well with Michael beyond the national championship game. But I'm curious, the only game, Barrett. That Harry enjoyed the only game that ba- that Harry May sat down and actually liked was the first game, and I wonder if that was just because that was the only game that he hit. <laughs> well, it was also the most competitive game, right? You, you got to yeah. understand Harry now. I mean, I could tell within the first ten minutes whether uh, you know Harry's going to be watching or not. No, I was fired <laughs> up in that game. I was on the. I walked uh, for more than an hour on the treadmill watching that second half. Well, you know, twenty four ten coming back to cover that game, Woo! back and forth, awesome. back and forth. It was man, and I, I'm sitting back. I'm like, yo, look at this. At first, I started out out in my garage. Well, I was working on my car, but also I was listening on the radio. Then all of a sudden, everything started happening. I had ran inside, and I couldn't. I was glued after that. I couldn't stop watching it. I mean, now, and, and there it was just, an empty TV for you to just turn on it, or, or did you have to boot somebody from watching a, a Hallmark movie? 
I booted everybody. Everybody was going to my house. Yes, Good. everybody. Now, everybody look, was going. There's a small percentage that if it's Hallmark and a Hallmark movie, it's one of the two Hallmark movies I worked on. So careful that you disparage by all means. Everybody was gone. I sat back and, and, and just watched football for an entire two days. Well, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. and we told you on Friday that for other people who, and again, depending on where you are, other people who had to do a lot on Friday to kind of lay the groundwork of, not being able to move for two days and it being okay in your respective households and well, have different arrangements. Not everybody's it, are the same. Some it was so sandwiches bad. made, others don't. <laughs> but look at this. It was so bad that I felt bad. And I, and I, and I, um, about, about six months ago when COVID for, well, seven months ago when COVID first came, I, um, bought one of those, you know, little, it's like an elliptical, pedal thing that you can sit in your chair while you're you know doing homework or studying and stuff when i'm watching film i could use that thing to pedal so i'm just not sitting there i had to bring it out just because i felt so bad that i sat there and watched <laughs> over 10 hours of football that little thing because i felt bad doing it so i'd pedal for about an hour then mm-hmm. i'd stop for an hour and i'd pedal yeah. for an hour and i'd stop for an hour that's how intense it was i gotta be honest intense. i i enjoy that extra game the fact oh, that yeah. now, because this is something that's not going away. All the things that have changed under COVID, right. some are going to stay. And this is one where we're going to have seven teams in each conference. Yes. Yeah. And what, six games across a wild card weekend of Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. That's pretty damn cool to open up the playoffs. Yeah, it was. I just wish, you know, some of the games were better. Were but, awful. you know, how about Heineke and his performance against Tampa? That makes me really suspect about Tampa Bay going what forward. What were they doing? What defense? Is I, I, it was like they were out? rushing four and dropping back in like a zone, right, Barrett? I mean, it was, right. it was like a soft zone. What are they doing? They wanted to keep, keep everything in front of them because they were scared to death of the speed that they had in, in Godwin and the big playability of Evans. So they played zone. No, drop I'm talking about Tampa's, Tampa's defense. defense. What the oh, hell? Tampa's defense. Yeah. Heineke had time to throw at times, and also it just seemed like they were allowing what? so much underneath to be wide open, like 13, 14-yard middle yeah. plays were just wide open. They weren't doing anything. Well, they was, they didn't know who this guy was. They didn't know who he was. So, I mean, it's hard to coach against somebody that you don't know. That's why we had so much success with Hurts in the first game. If you don't know what he does best, it's hard to stop him. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a, he's a better athlete than people give him credit for. He was running around making plays, man. Yeah. So I mean, that was the face with that. But I mean, if, if if you look at it, both defenses look pretty pretty bad. You know, mm-hmm. you know, halfway through the game, like what is going on? Yeah. I mean, even the pass rush wasn't Chase getting there. Chase Young got no sacks. Right. Well, yeah, but yeah. I I kind of expected. And look, Ronald Jones departure aside and not even playing and them down to Fournette played well. Yeah. Fournette came in and and played really well. He's a physical back and Mm -hmm. they got a lot from him. Who's kind of been rested because he's been splitting carries. So I agree with you, Barrett, where the defense in Washington did not play up to their ability, but I was far less surprised about that than Heineke doing whatever the hell he wanted against bowls in that defense. That was a little more surprising. Well, it's really hard, really, really hard trying to, you know, really practice against a guy that you haven't, um, you don't really know anything about. That's number one. But I mean, even even as far as you know, looking at looking at what Brady did, I mean, Brady was looking like a spring chicken out there, the way yeah. he was, you know, 
moving around the pocket, sidestepping stuff, mm-hmm. you know, filling the pocket. I mean, he looked he's like amazing. he was young. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. He, he looked really like he was young. young. He's and that's the thing is he's been downplaying all of the rumors and narratives about the age and and his arm slowing down. I think for the majority of the season, it's easy to look and cherry pick on a loss or two for the Bucs. But this is a team that is definitely and we'll talk about it deeper into the week, but they're definitely equipped to go in and give the Saints a game. It was just I don't know that game against Washington. It dragged. It just, mm-hmm. Even with Tampa Bay looking sharp and Fournette having a big game on the ground, and you mentioned a couple of plays to Godwin and Evans had a big day despite not catching a touch. I mean, it's just yeah, it's just dragged. But on the him. Buccaneers were only one of five in the red zone. Do wow. you believe that? I mean, to win that game the way they did, and they're one of five in the red zone. When you got that big playability, sometimes the red zone you don't need the red zone. Yeah, I mean, he was he was he was on, you know, and I mean, it seemed like a. Receivers were dropping everything the whole weekend. Well, ex- exception of uh, well, except for the, the Bills' uh, wide receiver, what Javon Wims. I can't. I, I I still can't get over how he <laughs> dropped. He didn't even touch the ball. It went right. right through his hands. I have that clip. Well, Ron does. I'm not going to take credit, like Michael Scott or something. But we have that clip ready for you, Harry. Okay, good. That aside, I want to relive that moment. Yeah, we want your <laughs> reaction. Yeah, that as it happens. Because I'm oh. sitting there with Bears plus ten and a half. Michael Bradley comes up next. We'll talk everything football related with Mike on the middle. Attention, gun owners in the Philadelphia region. Sign up now with our NRA instructor, Bob Dooley, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. All right, then we got this other one. Hi, I'm John Doherty. May this holiday season bring you joy and peace. May 2021 be a better year for all of us. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy New Year. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust, and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid Um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Oh, here we go. Good morning, Michael. What's happening? There we go. 50 seconds, then we'll be back. But we're live on the stream right now, too. How are we doing, gentlemen? Doing great. You excited for tonight? Uh, What, the uh, 
Oh yeah, the football game. There's a football game yeah, tonight. I am. I, I, I hope Waddle plays. Waddle, yeah. yeah. Devontae Smith wouldn't have won the Heisman if he were if he didn't no. get hurt. I know. That's what they say. I and mean, I, I hope I hope Alabama wins by ninety because I root for anybody against Ohio State. So. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, man. That's a that's a that's one of those games where it's going to be close just because just because. Yep. You know, everybody's doubting Ohio State just because. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I they're going to score a lot of points, and Alabama's defense isn't what it what it was in the past. They give up some points. Right. How did they become just such a wide receiver university? Hold now? on, hold on, because we're back. Oh yeah. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. And we are joined, as promised, on phillyvoice.com slash the middle, as you can see. Michael Bradley back with us as well. El Hombre, of course, on Twitter, and you can... Follow along all the things happening in Bradley's world, which is always interesting. We know from thoughts on the NFL playoff games, college football, the game tonight, the national championship, Michael, and then even Doug Peterson getting traded. And, and I'm sure some life thoughts will pop up as well in, in our conversation. So thanks as always. And we appreciate you coming back with us, man. It's always my pleasure. Well, what, uh, what are we getting into tonight? Tonight's game, uh, national championship, pretty big line uh, yeah. in favor of Alabama. And we've, we just watched a couple of non-competitive NFL games this weekend. Are we going to get a real competitive uh, fight tonight? As much as I hate to say it, I think Ohio State will show up and, and be pretty dangerous. If they're healthy and, you know, if they, you know uh, they, have, they have a lot of weapons offensively. And maybe they're not as good as Alabama. But they, and, and they've got a great coach in Ryan Day. Mm-hmm. Twelve members of Ohio State's offense received some sort of all Big Ten notice. Twelve. You can only play 11 at a time. So you, <laughs> they had 12, which is amazing. And Alabama's defense, Nick Saban has said, look, I'm not going to try to beat you 20 to 10 anymore. I'm going to try to beat, you know, if he wins 50 to 49, he may not be happy, but he got the victory. So he's gonna. It's gonna be a shootout. I think Ohio State can hang for a little bit, but Alabama is so good. It's just too much talent. I think. Yeah, you know, looking at that game if they go forward, um, is there a chance that Daly, you know, gets gets the nod and goes to the second level and uh, becomes an NFL coach after this game, considering what he's done the past couple of years? I don't know. You know, he he's a, an offensive guy, and and that's what you want, uh, right? From from uh, in the NFL now, you want to spread the field. And he learned he learned uh, at some good. You know, he was he's a Chip Kelly quarterback, right? So right. He, he's, he's somebody who knows he's on the that, staff. Yep. Yeah, he knows that spread. He knows how to to spread to to, to exploit other other defenses. And I'll tell you, if I am he, I'd go to the the Mississippi Alabama game. You go back to that game. Lane Kiffin put up six hundred yards against Alabama. And and that team isn't great. Ohio State has much better personnel. So he, I don't think he's going to go to the NFL. I think he's a he's a college guy. But you know, right? You know, maybe he comes to Philadelphia if they need a coach because they're, they're going to be late in the the coaching carousel. But this is a very good Ohio State team, and they've got talent on both sides of the ball. So I, I, as we were talking off air, it's going to be a little closer, I think, than people think. Right. I still think Alabama has too much. 
75, 75 and a half. A lot of points on the board for a total, Michael. That's a big number. I mean, yeah. you think about that. 75, we're going to be a 38 to 37 game, but <laughs> Alabama scores in bunches. And, yeah. and they, I think they, you know, you look at the three best defenses they played this year, they scored more than 60% of the time on their possessions against those three defenses. That that's pretty impressive. And you know, what are you going to do? You load up to stop Harris and then you're going to get, you're going to get smoked by the wide receivers. You spread it out to try to stop them. And here comes Harris up your nose. So it's going to be tough. What do you think about Olave tonight against a, a pretty physical defensive backfield in Alabama? He's not a physical type receiver. No, he needs room and he needs yeah. to get those free releases. If he does, he's dangerous. But if, right. if Patrick Sertain gets up in his grill and starts beating him up on the line, yeah. that's going to be tougher for him. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what, what their strategy is. But I'll tell you, you miss that first jam on him and he oh, he's gone. He the ability to run, you got big problems. And Fields can get him the ball. And they're going to shoot him up with like horse sedative and everything else they can get into that body. <laughs> and he doesn't feel any pain. It'll be like me on a Friday night, Michael. <laughs> Right at the 19th hole. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I love this matchup, man. You know, and and defensively, um, I I, I actually think that Ohio State has the better defense because uh, Alabama at this point they're not as good as they used to be. Which defense do you think at this point you know will make the most headway in, in, in stopping who? You know, I agree with you. I think they're you know Alabama's front four isn't what it usually is. They usually rotate eight guys through it, and you know it's funny. I used to talk to Mike Mayock when he worked for NFL Network. He's like, I'm watching the fourth quarter because the redshirt freshman that they put in for a few reps at the end, he's got more NFL talent than the seniors that are starting. <laughs> so they're not as good as they are at that level. Ohio State's going to have to put pressure on Mac Jones. They really are, and they're, if, if this turns into a shootout where it's every time you get the ball, one team scores, I think Alabama's got a definitive edge because they're not going to have many many uh, dry sockets in that situation. Right. Right, Michael, the, the question is out there. Would you trade if you ran an organization that was in need of a head coach, let's say the New York Jets that popped to mind, <clears throat> make a trade for Doug Peterson, or would you simply wait it out maybe and hire him assuming that he would be fired in the first place? B, no, and no to both. I, I think I, you know what he did this year where he got rid of an offensive coordinator and, and created a, a mess and his, now his relationship with Wentz is in trouble. I, I, think that he, I think that he has put himself in a position where he's not, is not as hireable. I may be wrong. The Jets may want to trade for him, but I would take I would if I'm the Eagles, I'd say, yeah, go ahead. Give me give me a draft choice or two or three. Let me let you know, I'll find somebody else. But the problem with the organization to me is bigger than just Doug Peterson. Well, yeah. I think Howie, P, Howie, Howie Roseman is an awful GM. I think Laurie is not in, in control like he should be. The coaching staff's a mess. This this is a you know, you, you can't even rebuild the team till you figure out what you're gonna do with the people in charge. Right. That's the biggest thing right there. Who is in charge? And, and you know, I don't think roles are defined in this team. And I think that's the biggest problem. But, you know, just looking forward, I mean, I don't see anybody at this point that um that the owner really is going to look at that's more innovative than probably Riley from uh, Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. What? That's the question. That's the Cliff Kingsbury th idea. You know, go out and get the hot quarterback coach from college. If you get Riley, then you're gone. Then Wentz is gone, right? Because Riley's going to come in and say and do the same things with Jalen Hurts they did. Now I talked to an SEC defensive coordinator last week who coached against Hurts when he was at Alabama, and he said we put a spy on him that was as fast as he was, 
and we controlled him because he couldn't pass well enough. There's your question. Is he going to be able to pass well enough if you spy him? Now, you watched Baltimore yesterday and the way they geared that run game and, and they're, you know, they're bringing that 311-pound fullback around as a pulling guard and sealing off with the tight ends to give Jackson room. You can do a lot of that with Hurts because he's a great runner. Is there any truth to the rumor that you were picketing outside the University of Michigan president's office this past week uh, after the news was coming down that Jim Harbaugh was getting an extension? <laughs> no, I, I was I was not picketing. I was not happy, though. And the president had nothing to do with it. He, he, oh. has, he, has, he has removed himself from this. Uh, he said, okay. Manuel, J.D., he works for me. Harbaugh's in his department. But I will say this, a good move by Manuel. He cut his, his salary in half. It's all mm-hmm. incentives now. And the buyout is much more reasonable, and it goes down. It's a $4 million deal, a buyout if they fire him after 2021. It goes down a million dollars every year. They find that in a loose Oh, that is genius. That's nothing. That's not what – Auburn gave a $21.5 million buyout to Gus Malzahn. Michigan doesn't have to worry about that at all. So I say two more years. If he doesn't get it done, get out of here. Yeah, they they paid all that money for Malzahn and hired the guy from Boise State. Yeah, and, and talk about a bad match. You bring somebody from Potato Town down to Auburn and try to recruit in the South. What are you do? Hey, guys, there's some crispers. Come on, man. Oh, but you know the incentives in that first contract Harbor had were crazy, man. He had like a private, you know, use of a private jet. I mean, all those type of things. Yeah, you need you know. that. You That's not even that. the big thing. He had access to a two million dollar life insurance policy that he could draw off of. Now he's making eight. He's making like he'll go you know, millions a year, and he's got that. That's part of the problem is paying a premiums on that big thing. They've wow. taken all that stuff away. It's like go out and beat somebody that mattered, please. No more domination of Maryland. Woohoo! Let's, let's go. <laughs> I'm sure it's come up in conversation, but do you have a favorite of any name out there, even if it's pulling somebody from the NFL or elevating somebody currently as a coordinator or maybe stealing somebody from another university because you still have some prestige and cachet out there as far as a replacement for Harbaugh? I like the coach at Iowa State, Campbell. I think he's I think he's done a heck of a job. I think and you know, he's getting some pro looks now. Yep. He knows how to run a modern offense. He knows how to relate to players. And here's the difference between Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan doesn't do a bad job at recruiting, but it doesn't do the job that Ohio State does because that's all you do at Ohio State. They they just recruit all the time. I know a guy who was on that staff and it's like it's unbelievable. Secondly, they don't develop the players the way that Ohio State does. They take the four stars and make them pros. They take the five stars and make them top five draft picks. Michigan doesn't do that. And the funny thing is they have Cesar Ruiz starting at the center for the New Orleans Saints, rookie who was on their line in 2019. Ben Bredesen is a starter as a rookie for another offensive line, and they couldn't run the ball in 2019. Seriously. Unbelievable. 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 And, and, and John Runyon's son started for uh, Green Bay a couple games this year. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like you had all this talent, and it's like, why can't you run the ball? I'm surprised yeah. you guys aren't talking about the big story in sports. What's what is that? that? The Nickelodeon broadcast of yesterday. Oh, game. we're getting to that. <laughs> All right. I watched the whole thing. I watched okay. some of it. I, I am shocked because I thought I would have an ally in this conversation, and I purposely waited to bring this up until you came on the show, Michael. Michael Bradley joining us on the middle here, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio, because I just thought it would be something that you at the very least wouldn't react to like so many on social did like this is the most amazing thing ever like this is an awesome thing you said you sat and watched the whole thing now I'm beginning to think maybe you did full-on enjoy it I thought you would be like me and think okay it's fine but let's not make this out to be 
a masterpiece like the second Godfather. All right, yeah, I mean, we're not going to – look, I don't want to watch every game this way, but if there's a choice between watching Jim Nance and watching Nickelodeon, hey, I'm watching Nickelodeon. Watch yourself, you again, watch yourself with Nance I'm hate. <laughs> I know you love him, but when you slice his veins open, corporate stock comes out. This guy is the worst. There's nothing worse than watching him on those, those golf broadcasts interviewing the marketing director from ABC oh, yeah. Corporation. It's well, that's disgusting. terrible. It's oh, nice. you don't want to get slimed? Get, get slimed, man. No, get slimed. When you slice open Nance, his Pinot Noir comes out, man. Yeah, I'll tell you, you try it. It's oh, really is good. Big, is he a big file? Oh, he's got his own wine called The oh, Calling. Man. Yeah. No, I, I, Aton, I enjoyed it. I, 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 you know, I love the slime cannons in the end zone on the touchdown. <laughs> right. That was a lot of fun. Who is this broadcast? Help me out, Michael Bradley. Who is this broadcast for? Because here's why. I saw a lot of people that I follow on Twitter verified and not from just people that are fans of teams to people that cover the teams that I know because I follow them, that they're intelligent about the game. And they're like, oh, this is great. My kids, my I'm thinking to myself, you've got a nine, 10 year old kid and they don't know about the game that you cover for a living. It's not well, that, like you're a nuclear physicist that where you have to hide your work from your child. That's the problem. And, 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 and you, you nailed it right there. When we were six, seven, eight years old, we knew everything that was going on. We didn't know. We didn't need young Sheldon right. to pop up and tell us what a you know yeah. a neutral zone infraction. Is. I can't stand young Sheldon. I don't watch that. Yeah. But a ten-year-old today doesn't understand this stuff because he's too busy on his phone and been doing TikTok videos of himself watching the game to understand what the heck's going on in the game. So this was for the kids. Everybody else watched it for for a, a diversion. Right. Because it's the Bears. I need I need slime to watch the Bears. Yeah, that might exactly. be the best point in all of this. But I'll, I'll say this. is We'll talk about this, I'm sure, in the near future as well, Michael, next time we have you on. But the, that same 10-year-old kid that a lot of people think needs to be in some sort of uh, situation where the game needs to be explained is kicking everybody's ass on Madden every single night and running 38 to 45 year olds off the air in rage quits. Yeah, you're right. They know enough about a quick slant and all those other things going on. And he's probably got an online betting account too, that he's probably making money on. So I, I, I think it was a good experiment. Uh, you know, the guy down on the field was a little too excited about stuff, you know, he was, and, and, but at the same time, I'll tell you what, I an Eagles son. He's he great. Job. He's great. He could replace half the guys on CBS right now. And you know who's really good? Nate Burleson. I'll oh, he's fantastic. Nate he's is really good. Yeah. He's fantastic. Not only able to talk about the game, but he when he had to explain something, it was crisp. If I could get my journalism students to be that direct in their writing and speaking, <laughs> I'd be delighted. He was he was tremendous. He needs a, he needs a spot on a team, uh, a broadcast team right now. I agree. Michael, thank you, sir. It's always my pleasure. He's great, isn't he? Absolutely. We love Michael Bradley and we'll take a quick break, including before we wrap this hour, letting you hear something from that Nickelodeon broadcast. That was perfect. It's the middle Philly voice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. Hey, you still there? Yeah. All right. We can, we can, we got three minutes in the break. If you have anything else. Oh, let me, let me ask you something. Um, you know, look at it. I mean, next week's games are, I mean, great, great games. You know, you got Rams, Packers, Ravens, Bills, Bucks, Saints, Browns, Chiefs. Who do you think makes it to the uh, the championship games next week? 
I think the I think the Chiefs beat the the the, the Browns. I don't think that one's tough. They're not. I don't think it'll be as big as everybody thinks because I think that the Chiefs aren't as good this year as they were last year. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel bad for the Bills Mafia because I think I think Baltimore's coming in there pretty pretty ready to go. I like the way they stopped uh, Tennessee's t- defense. So I, I think it's going to be Kansas City Baltimore, and it'll be I, I think we'll go chalk in. Uh, in the um, NFC, because I, I and if, if Donald got hurt, he'll probably play. Cups knee, I don't know, and signing is Green Bay, New Orleans in the in the NFC. All right, interesting. Are we in break right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, um, Mike, we got to oh, get you back on to talk a little college hoops in uh, in January. So, yeah, you know, later, later in January. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm good um, Mondays and Wednesdays because I, I I gotta love it. I got 20 kids coming in for sports journalism at 7:30 in the morning. It's oh wow! Because be, they're they're going to be dead, and you know you know me, Harry. I'm oh, I'm, you are fired up. Yeah, I'm fired up. Exactly. So I mean, he comes out of early. a cannon at four a.m. This guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so I'll I'm, I'll be I'll be. That's the only te- class I teach. So Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are tough. I do a lot of teaching then, and I'm in person. I make these bastards come into class. Good, so to, good for you. <laughs> Because I found out one of the kids wrote an article for wrote an article for the final project for introduction to journalism where he wrote about what kids do during Zoom meetings when they're supposed to be in class. Uh-huh. They're painting their toenails, they're playing Madden, they're watching TV, they're sleeping. So I'm not going to stand for any. Wow. <laughs> You're not having it, huh? <laughs> no way. No way. Joey Binocco on the on the stream says, if El Ombre was my professor, I would have gone to class. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's high praise. That's, that's high praise. Take my hat off for that one. Way to go, Joey. Awesome. I don't hey, know. Mike, I we'll, we'll chat soon, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. Take it easy, guys. All right, you guys. East Alabama. Oh, that's I Jake Aspen. We should get Jake on. Get his thoughts on trade. What on Doug Peterson to the Jets? Yeah. Yeah. If he's still hanging around the studio, maybe he can pop on for five minutes. Hey, Ron. Because Ron Culver, COVID, I think it's because he realizes Yo, Ron. his team for the first time in 25 years is candy ass. Ron loves, and if they play any good team at all, they're gonna lose. Duke Got is it. average, and he wants. Oh yeah. To- no, I'm just saying he's not listening. So I wouldn't listen either. We rarely talk in the break. So, hey, Ron, is is Jake there still? No. Okay. I can bring him on the stream if you want. You are listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Okay, let's do this before we break. Top of the hour, live on phillyvoice.com slash The Middle. More on the Doug Peterson saga. This is the cut that Ron Culver had to doctor up because it was not for ears out there under 18. Well, really, if you're young enough, but FCC comes in and says we can't play stuff. This was the unfortunate audio clip that aired on Nickelodeon. That was money. All right. Let's. Uh... So there was the problem. It was running at 85 is Cole Komet. So it's kind of like the one moment throughout the entire broadcast where Burleson kind of had to get through it and was a little off his, his own balance was after that. He was like, yeah. uh, well, it threw him off for a, for a second or two. There's no doubt about it. The guy was 
ice in the veins except yeah. for that. I know. I know. I think he's really good. I totally agree with uh, with Michael Bradley. I tweeted about it last night that Burleson is really good. And this Noah Eagle, Ian Eagle's kid, is good. Yeah, come on. What are we doing with this Nickelodeon thing, though? What do you mean? Who needs this? Why? I, why I'm not saying happen? we need it, but I just felt for, for content purposes, I would check it out. I mean, it, it really, it was just graphics on the screen, you know, and every now and then they, you know, a slime cannon would go off. I don't really get it. Uh, trust me. But I was really just curious as to the broadcast. And then they got this girl on there. I guess she's a regular on Nickelodeon on shows. Yeah. Gabby is her name. She was kind of annoying. But she had no idea what she was watching. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Come on. Barrett, did you watch it? Of course not. Love it. I was mad they did that one. They did that one show with the slime, the the end zone. I love it. See, you had SpongeBob's face in between of the, the uh, uprights of the field goal. No. Yes. Again, like who is who needs this? Who? And I'm not okay. Here's the thing. I'm not coming from a shame standpoint, but I'm curious if it's anybody out there that's watching on the stream. Even if you're new to the show and you don't normally interact with us right down to those who are there every day doing it. If you have kids and you were watching it, I'm sure they enjoyed it, but I imagine there's a pretty big split between an eight to 10 year old kid who follows the game plays Madden, for example, versus an eight to 10 year old kid who has no idea what's going on and needs things like a punt or progressions, things like that to be explained. That's all I'm saying. Well, this is, this is in a nutshell. We didn't grow up with with anything like that, you know, bringing us to football. We watched football with our parents, and when we watched it, we had commercials with the Marlboro Man. You know, we had uh, we had Joe in, in in pantyhose. You know, that's the type of commercials that we saw growing up watching football. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand how making a Nickelodeon. That's not going to bring. My fact, my kid would turn it off. If I had yeah, a kid that age, they would turn it off. I mean, I it, can't it just speak it, for that. I, I have no idea if it if it brings anybody to the game. I well, really okay, don't. Let's let's look at this. You've got it doesn't have to be a kid, it, like a son or daughter. It could be a niece or nephew. It could be somebody in the range that could benefit from this. Well, I've got three nephews, and two go. of them are in that age range, and there two of, they, they're all Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Well, one's one's a Vikings fan. But I'm sure they, they were watching the game to watch the game. They don't need that, right. other, that other nonsense. Right, right, right. You watch because your parents – I can remember my dad, you know, because I didn't like football growing up. What? I hated football. Yeah, yeah, you were a basketball guy, right? Yeah, I wanted to play basketball. Yeah. I, I hated football because football was hard. My parents made me play. But I would sit down and watch, you know, and, and I'm telling you, every commercial was about some cowboy smoking squares or, 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 or you know, something crazy. You or know, beer. it was just different. Miller right, Lite commercials were right. big or, back when I was a kid. Or, yeah, exactly. Or yeah. car commercials, you know. So it didn't make me – it might – it might, yeah, it might have made me want to drink beer. You're right. Yeah. It, may, it probably did help, yeah. Right. <laughs> I never want to smoke cigarettes, though, but hey. No, that's the thing. And I get what Michael Bradley was saying about how there are a lot of different things happening and TikTok and all the other things that he brought up. But the reality is Madden continues to be one of the most popular video games out Absolutely. there. Not Fortnite, mm -hmm. but it's got the longevity and popularity of one at the top. And we already know that it's not just degenerates like me at 42 that wait for the new game to drop at right. midnight and download it because I've got nothing better to do. No, I'm sure there's a lot of young players that don't even know who Madden is. Yeah. But they play the game. 
just like right? TV coaching, right? There are right. some people that don't know that John Madden was at one point a coach. They probably don't even know he was a broadcaster. Right. He had not right. been associated with the game in like a decade. Yeah. He was an unbelievable dude too, man. I mean, I mean, he's one of the few guys, few announcers that like me personally. Oh, they yeah. They would talk about me on air. Yeah. He was one of the few guys. Wait a second. Do we have any cuts of that? Like, do Oh, we, we need audio. audio. You can go in and get audios of that. He liked Barrett yeah. Brooks. You can go on YouTube and find it. I, 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 right? I can find. I can find. Let's see if I can find me a couple. Yeah, that's my guy. You know, I played in Detroit a couple years, and he, you know, I went down and ate a turkey with, leg with him. Man, he's mm -hmm. I mean, he's a great guy. Lives in California now. Well, yeah, he lives in Livermore, California. Bro, his crib yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. Now I'm trying to track down some comments made by Madden about you, yeah, especially he, with the Eagles when he did Eagles games. I remember he, I, I was getting on the elevator mm -hmm. and I was in the vet. And it was John Madden and Pat Summerall. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you know, God rest his soul. You know, he's Summerall with three guy. sheets to the wind, I guarantee uh -huh. you. He was bent. I'm yeah. like, aren't yeah. you about to call our game? Oh, yeah. He, he drank, was oh my he drank start to start to finish. We talking, yeah. man, and you get him in and 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 he was done. I mean, his his skin was like an orange color, like it looked like leather, man. It looked like leather. You know, he was he was rode hard, bro. But he was that guy, man. That is amazing. Rode hard and put away wet. Right. That is amazing. Man, I can't find anything here. No. I'll I'll see if I can find. Well, well, well damn, Aton. I mean, every once in a while, somebody throws me a bone and makes me right, man. Every once in a while. Everybody thinks I tell these stories, man, in their lives, man. Tell no, you the research no, research. I know, I know you're telling the truth on yeah. stories, and I know that you're telling the truth on Madden talking about you on TV. I'm. I, I was even on Madden. I was on Madden. I, you were on Madden. What was your rating? Do you remember? Man, I I get into this all the time. Then people will go back. I'm thinking it was 87, and then people will go back and oh, your rating wasn't 87. They'll go look it up and tell me I was wrong. My rating was like a. 76 or some, something like that. You know, I'm like, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm still on the game. I don't care. My name is on the game. My likeness is on the game. I didn't get paid for the game, but at least, no. you know, I'm on the game. That's something that I can't find. We're going to have to find maybe somebody online can go back. Or maybe what you can do is you can use your you go to an Eagles game. You, if you go to an Eagles game uh, and, and, and look up, you know, uh, if John did the did the broadcast. He talked about the old Barrett Brooks. Yeah, I like old Barrett Brooks. He's a feisty rookie. You know what I mean? I'm I like, tell you, okay, man, yeah. I can eat a chicken leg. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. No, that's not that's not that. All right. We're back in, in a minute here. You always me. morph into your Gruden. I can't help <laughs> Cannot help it. Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Old Harbaugh. The middle starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. There's a major meeting that's expected to happen today, but as Harry Mays said in the first hour, it would not be out of pocket for any corporation to fly somebody down and fire them either on the spot or before that employee can even return home. So word is out that the Philadelphia Eagles could be moving on in a rather rare, unique situation 
in which they would possibly trade Doug Peterson to the New York Jets. So we've tracked down one of our own here from Sports Map Radio, who's going to join us in a couple of minutes, Jake Asman, who's on, of course, right before us, the Jake Asman Show, that you hear on Sports Map Radio from 9 to 11, Monday through Thursday, Eastern Time. And he's a Jets fan. He's one of the few. It was either him or Schwartzman, right, that we were going to try. I don't think we know any other Jets fans, do we? Uh, no, Greenberg. Well, we're not going to get Mike Greenberg. No, I know. He's, he's probably doing a show right now anyway. Yeah, Barrett could reach out to him and say, hey, Greeny, remember when I was in that van, you know, 96 and working a game? We were hanging out. I was with Greeny. I was with Greeny up in at, you know, univers- the University of ESPN. I mean, that's Bristol. a campus, man. Bristol yeah, University. I, yeah. Yeah. And I was I was talking to him up there. He seemed like he was a pretty cool dude. Oh, he's Harry no, no, he's not. Harry's a huge, Stop. gigantic fan. Don't, well, tell me that, don't tell me that Greenberg's cool. I say it facetiously. We really don't know any other Jets fans. We know, I know one guy who does local stuff here in this region, and then we know Jake Asman, who's mm-hmm. from the area and a national host. So I don't even know if Jets fans want the guy. Well, they're I don't not know if anymore. the Jets faithful are looking forward to this or not. I think the Jets would rather go with like an Eric B. Enemy or something. I would think you know? so as yeah. well. We also have a story that's coming out where it looks as if now the NHL is going to start this week. We'll have Jason Martinez in the house tomorrow, but there is a hockey story we might, we might get to. John McMullen's going to join us this hour. We also have some early odds. They're out already for next week, but national championship game before all that. I told you, an ambitious hour coming up on the middle, starting with Asman coming up in a couple of minutes here on SportsMap Radio and phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Oh, yeah, Rich. We've never experienced a year like 2020. A deadly pandemic, political division, social unrest, natural disasters. Yet, we're still here, and now so are the holidays. Hi, I'm John Dockery. May this holiday season bring you joy and peace. May 2021 be a better year for all of us. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy and Healthy New Year. What are you saying, Harry? Uh, Rich Eisen is a Jets fan. Uh, is on the stream, Play Action Reel. He's correct. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did not know. What kind of skeletons does enemy have in the closet at Colorado. Nothing. No? No. Not according to the stream. <laughs> Joey B lives in Colorado. He'd know. Well, you know, he's my fraternity brother, too. I know him very, very well. Very well. The enemy? I just, yeah, I just don't have his number anymore. I had his number, but I lost it. Bam's a good dude, man. Him, Vance Joseph. Mm-hmm. Both guys were uh, there together. Both my fraternity brothers. You think Vance? I think Vance will get him another. 
head coach. Vance is down in Atlanta, right? Isn't he yeah. the interim? No. no, no. Vance is you know Vance is in um in um. Well, who's the guy that's Phoenix. the interim? The interim that was a coach for one year. Oh yeah, he was in Tampa Bay. He was in Tampa. Yeah, what's that yeah. guy's name? Uh oh oh my goodness, it's on the tip of my tongue. Why am I blanking oh. on that? He might get a look. Yeah, again, he might stay there. Yeah, right. He turned him around a little bit. Raheem Morris. Yep, that's his name. Yeah, he was he was a coach. What he was the head coach for Tampa, all right? Yeah, yeah all for, for one year, I think. Yeah. I think he only lasted a year. I'll take Quinn here as the defensive coordinator. You would? Yeah, as a defensive coordinator, yeah. I'll tell you, when you take the job here from the dynamics of the way they've been, it has to be somebody that can be independently able to do things on his own. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Okay, so here's what we have planned for you over the next 45 minutes. And anyone familiar with the show knows that we might get through 45 minutes of that. We might get through a minute of it. We're not sure right now, <laughs> but... Jake Asman's going to join us in a couple of minutes. He's the only Jets fan we know that we could reach out to, at least on short notice, and say, hey, give us the thoughts of the fan base and someone who could speak for them as well. He does it every day, 9 to 11 in the morning, Monday through Thursday, right here on SportsMap Radio. We also have, at 1240 Eastern Time, our NFL insider, John McMullen, who's going to join us and talk a little more about this ridiculous story centered around the Doug Peterson trade rumors and, of course, the six games that happened over the weekend, including the one that we didn't talk about at all, and that was the Seattle-LA game in which I don't even know what to say anymore. I mean, I, I forget the fact that I got burned six times over in-game because I thought, well, it's the magician. It's Mr. Wilson. He's known for doing this. Right. Dope a dope. I've seen this before. They were terrible. What the hell happened to this football team? I'm telling you, it's incredible. I mean, we had uh, what uh, Metcalf you know, going crazy on the sidelines, right? And then, you know, a couple plays later, he catches a touchdown, and then they just went to sleep. Is it? You know, it used to be – you know, the past couple of years that finesse football and speed was, you know, what was, you know, killing teams. And, you know, if you weren't fast enough, I think it's starting to change now to more physical play power, winning games. Yeah. 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 Power running, physical play. They ran the ball on that Seattle team. They yeah. just beat them up. And then, you know, as far as them, um, you know, the defense of, 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 of the Rams, they were just so dominant. Aaron you know, Donald, rerouting unbelievable. Oh, He's it really – now, he's he's hurt a little bit, though. Yeah, a little I bit. They said he broke a rib or something like that. Is that, is that what it was? I think so. That's what they were saying in the broadcast. I don't know what he's saying now, but, man, he they couldn't stop it. Then, it, you know, they couldn't stop the bleeding after that because then everybody started taking their turn and sacking Wilson. Well, and they had to pick six, too. That defensive cornerback, cor- he jumped that mm-hmm. route. He had seen that in film a 100 times. He couldn't wait to jump that route. He, he ran the route for him. Yeah, that killed my under. 
Well, yeah, it was it was hard to watch that too. We'll bring Jake on here. But they said in the broadcast that was the first time all year somebody just successfully jumped a wide receiver screen mm-hmm. and returned it for a touchdown. That was crazy. All year. Yeah. I'm here, Jake Asman. You can see him. Philly there Jake he is. Jake, what's up? Now, this is what an endangered species looks like, uh, Aton, a Jets fan. Okay? <laughs> figured out, Jake, that outside of one guy we know that used to work in Philly that's in New York, does some national stuff, and Dan Schwartzman, you're the only other Jets fan the three of us know. Like, we have a guy who won a Super Bowl. He played alongside Alan Fanica. We couldn't even get him on the line right wow. now. I love that. Again, I think he should be in the, the the Pro Football Hall of Fame. See, the Jets haven't had that many good teams in my lifetime as a fan. They really haven't had that many, you know, too many good teams in the entire existence of the franchise. But Fanica was part of that 2009 Jets team with, you know, rookie Rex Ryan, rookie Mark Sanchez, and they went all the way mm-hmm. to the championship game. And they led the league in rushing in large part because they had such a great O-line, and Fanica was a big part of it. My boy right. Willie Cologne too. Willie Cologne was one of those uh, offensive linemen. He was a little later than uh, Fanny though, but yep. I mean, big red. But yeah, you know, right. my well, guys. We're not on here to blow steam about <laughs> Jets of old. We're trying to figure out for somebody who now San Antonio Holmes. See, look at this man. No time. Home. Yo, my guy too. Crebet. <laughs> Do you have any connection with Crebet or Keyshawn? Right. Here's the thing, Jake. You can speak for the fan base, at least for the purposes of the next couple of minutes that you're with us. You are representing the fan base. Do you even want Doug Peterson as your head coach? So I'm in the minority as far as how I feel about Peterson. I mean, if you talk to most Jets fans, the overwhelming amount of them would say they want nothing to do with Peterson. They they don't want him. They've seen what's gone on in Philly. I think what happened in that Sunday night game left a bad taste and a lot of people's mouths nationally. I'm not as down on Peterson as other Jet fans are. I look at the resume and see the fact that he won a Super Bowl three years ago. They came this close to going back to the championship game the year after. They made the playoffs and lost Wentz early on in that game against Seattle last year. So I don't think it's been nearly as bad as maybe the national perception of Peterson. But, I mean, you guys, I listen to your show all the time, and I know you know what the thoughts are of, of how people in Philly feel, feel about the guy. So I don't want him as a, as a Jet fan. But if they interviewed him, if he were to be let go, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world if you're Joe Douglas and you have a relationship with a guy to talk to him. So I'm not as down on him as other Jet fans are, but he's not my, my, you know, my top five of preference for a coach. He's, he's probably not in it. Well, who is who is your top choice? If you if you had the call, if they if the Jets at what Florham Park or wherever they located called yeah. Jake Asman and said you're going to make the call on the coach, who is it going to be? Yeah, I, I I don't know if there's one guy that I'm like this is the guy they need to hire and that's it. I, I they've interviewed nine candidates so far. I've been really impressed with just you know just just talking to everyone. Like it's free to talk to these people. That's why you know on another topic, I'm based here in Houston, of course. And it's just lunacy that the Texans didn't even bother just to put in a request to speak to Eric Bieniemy. There's no harm in talking to these guys. You don't have to hire yeah, them, but right. you know, do your due diligence. And Joe Douglas has spoken to nine different guys. I really like Brian Dabble, uh, Dable from you know for the the Bills OC for what he's done with Josh Allen and the fact mm-hmm. that he's coached under Belichick, Saban. He's got a really good resume. Robert Sala intrigues me. The Niners defensive coordinator Arthur Smith for what he did with that Titans offense the last couple of years and the development of Tannehill. Under him, I like him. You know, Matt Eberflus, the Colts defensive coordinator, they spoke with him. I think that's a really intriguing candidate. So I don't know if there's like kind of like one guy that I want them to hire. I, I, I'm i kind of putting blind faith in, in Joe Douglas hiring the guy that he sees fit. Now, the one guy they did interview 
that I have I, that I want nothing to do with is Marvin Lewis. I just think you know you're hiring a guy whose ceiling is you know nine and seven, ten and six, and you lose in the first round. I've seen that as a Jeff fan. Yeah. I want something a little better than that. So he's the only guy they've interviewed that I'd be really upset if they hired at this point. Well, you know, I mean, why did it take so long for you guys to fire your head coach? He's done nothing the last two and a half years. And I guess it's almost like, well, he went in them last two games is the reason why he got fired. Is is that the reason why? Or what, was, what was the reasoning behind keeping him that long? Yeah, you know, I really think they kept him as long as they did because they were worse off with him coaching. They would lose more games. And then, of course, you know, the Jets find a way to beat, you know, the Rams as 17 and a half point underdogs. They beat the Browns. I mean, you look at the AFC playoffs right now, you know, you, you have a Cleveland team advancing. And then in the NFC, you have an L.A. team advancing. And the Jets beat both those teams. Right. Two wins all year. So you, know, you can't make it up as a Jet fan, but they kept Gase as long as they did because I think they just saw the writing on the wall that they were going nowhere. It doesn't do them any good to win some games. Heck, they, they fired Greg Williams after the, the, the Raiders debacle, and the defense actually played pretty good down the stretch. So, you know, I think they were afraid of that, you know, that spark when you fire the coach and the interim guy comes in and maybe rallies the troops a little bit. We saw that with right. the Lions. We saw that with the Texans. We saw it with Atlanta. the Falcons this year. So yeah. I think that's why they kept Gase as long as they, as long as they did. And now – you know, they go two and fourteen. They don't even have the first pick to show for it. Well, before we let you go, you got to explain to me at least why you're a Jets fan. How did this happen in the first place? So I am the rare combo, Harry, of the Jet Yankee fan because my dad grew up a huge Joe Namath fan. Went to games at Shea Stadium. That was like his first, you know, sports icon, his sports gotcha. idol. So my dad, you know, you know, became a Jet fan because of Namath as a kid. And he really wasn't in the baseball. If he liked baseball, I probably would have been a Met fan. But growing up, my dad didn't really care about baseball. My uncle was a diehard Yankee fan. He's from just outside the Bronx. So he took me to my first game when I was a kid. And, you know, because my dad didn't really care about baseball, I became a Yankee fan. So mm. I'm kind of that rare Yankee-Jet combo. And right. most people are usually Mets-Jets and then Yankees-Giants. Right, right. So you didn't rebel against the old man and go Giants. No, I, I stuck with the Jets, which I regret uh, I, all the time. I mean, if I was a Giant fan, as bad as it's been for the Giants the last five years, at least I could say I would have seen two Super Bowls in the last, you know, 15 years. That would have right. been nice. But at this point, I'm all in on the Jets, and I hope they win one before I die. That's all I ask for. Do you look at the Eagles on your way out? Do you look at the Eagles as more dysfunctional than the Jets right now? Ooh. Yeah, I mean – Kind of. I think I you do. have to say yes, right? I mean, yeah. you have no idea if the GM and the head coach are on the same page. You're hearing reports of, you know, Loria meeting with or Lori meeting with with uh, with Peterson and his future still being up in the air. At least with the Jets, they're awful. But they have the second pick. They have cap space. They have a GM that people like. They have a chance to get it right with the head coaching hire. So there's a path for them to maybe be good. Like we're seeing the Browns and the and the Bills right now in the second round of the playoffs. What were those teams over the last 20 years? So. There's at least a path for the Jets. The Eagles, it seems like until they figure out what they're doing with coach, quarterback, and GM, there's kind of like uh, you know a cloud over that franchise. You guys would know better than me. I mean, would you rather be the Jets right now or the Eagles? I don't even know. <laughs> well, can I have those one? No. Go ahead. Who, is, who do you want the number two pick? Do you want Smith or Wilson or you going to stick with the quarterback Field. you have? Uh, I would take Fields. Yeah, I, I would take Fields. I think if he plays great tonight, it will remind us all of what Deshaun Watson did against Alabama his last game, where he was the consensus first-round pick, and then he kind of had to dip his senior year. He played great in the playoff, dominated Bama in that last game, and then you know the rest is history. I think Fields, what he did against Clemson, that sold me. Uh, so I hope he plays well tonight, and you know, and then I'll feel a lot better as a Jeff fan knowing that they could have had Trevor Lawrence, but no, they had to win two games. 
Awesome. <laughs> gone. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me, fellas. Thanks, yeah, Jake. Jake Asman. Jake Asman show nine to eleven before us. Each I cannot day. believe that, man. They're, they're just gonna take Sam Darnold. Just, just let him go. I mean, I think the kid is pretty good. I Darnold? think he can still play. Yes, he just. I mean, he's had a terrible coach hmm. who doesn't want to do anything right. Did you bring Doug Peterson in to fix him? Wow. I mean, that's essentially what Doug Peterson's job would be. Right. Would be to fix Sam Darnold, unless you are taking just well, I would do that. I, I, I believe he could. I Doug, believe he could because his Doug, last name is not um, Wentz. Doug I keeps, believe he could do it. He keeps Darnold and they draft the tackle out of Oregon and the, with the second overall pick. Oh, then they got two bookends. Yeah. He come in and coach somebody that's not Wentz. He can make that happen. What's more likely to happen? The Jets take a non-quarterback at two and therefore lock themselves into more Sam Darnold. Or Big Ben retires. All right. Say this again. What's more likely? Yeah. What's more likely to happen? Hmm. The odds of Big Ben being the starting quarterback week one of the 2021 season, minus 180, yes. No is plus 140. Is that right? That's low for me to just ignore, Aaron. Hmm. Uh, you're right. 140? What, 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 really? what do you do? do you, if, you're, if you're a Steelers fan, do you want Ben? No. And, and think about it. If you're Big Ben, right, and mm-hmm. you play there, you know the area, you know the fan base, you know the loyalty and everything. So I, I'm not trying to speak for you or anybody else in that region. But my goodness, if you come back and don't make the playoffs, if you come back and things are worse than they are this year, then you've now left people with a year and the game, this playoff laws of really bad tastes in people's mouth. I don't think a swig of Listerine fixes that. Barry. I think he comes back. I Much think he does. The chagrin of others. Yeah. Well, to some, yeah. I think he does also. Just, who, just who wants this guy back? Come on. I'm not saying I want him back, but I think he comes back. What position are they in to get a big time quarterback? You know, because so, they're going to need a quarterback now. They'd be drafting in the twenties. Yeah. So, but they they'll be right there where the Eagles were. They're gonna be. Picked what twenty one? Move up and draft a kid from North Dakota State. You know, oh. there you go, there you go. All right, we got to take a quick break. We got a lot happening. John McMullen's going to join us. The McMullen Mafia is already in the house. He's got some thoughts on the Bills Mafia and others. Current lines. It's moved. It moved, Jerry. It moved. The line has moved for tonight's game. We got that coming up as well. It's the middlephillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio attention gun owners in the philadelphia region sign up now with our nra instructor bob dooley who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class which is being held at delaware valley sports center in philadelphia for information drop an email to info at delaware valley sports that's info at delaware valley sports learn the fundamentals at delaware valley sports center you can't miss. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, 
um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Dang, not only did the did the Cleveland beat up on my Steelers, but it's also my brother's birthday today. Oh, man. This show's flying by today. Yep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It really is. Um, I'm reading this this piece on Eric Bieniemy and uh, this guy from the Houston Chronicle, Aaron Wilson, is quoted as saying that Bieniemy's not interviewing well with anybody. Really? Yes. I can imagine Doug Peterson interviewed with. Well, he didn't. Remember, Peterson didn't interview at all, did he? Right. Not with anybody else. Right. No. I wonder. I mean, if Andy Reid picks up the phone and says, "Hey." Hire Doug Peterson and that worked. I'm sure he can get the enemy. Well, that's pretty much you know where where all this noise is coming from is that Reed really wants him to get a get a job, but he hasn't interviewed well, and they 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 give Mike Kafka more of the credit for Mahomes's development than Eric Bieniemy, according to what I'm Kafka. seeing here. Kafka was the old Eagles quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. North Northwestern, I think he went to right. Yep. Northwestern. Yeah. He had the weakest arm I've seen in a long time. Oh, no. He just throw ducks, but hey, he worked for him for a little bit. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So outside of the Colts and Titans game, although what the hell was going on with that punt? That, you talking about Titans-Ravens game? Yeah, you mentioned the punt where Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, they should have not. That was fourth and eight. Right, fourth and eight. It was still early in the game. So down 28 points. I mean, it yeah. was ridiculous that they were even down that in the first place. Right. But what was going on with Mike Vrabel? Yeah, that was a fourth and two in positive territory. And I think they only gained like 20 yards or 20, 25 yards with the punt itself. Yes. And he chose to punt the ball. Uh, the numbers on this, ridiculous. They make Vrabel look awful. Yeah. So <laughs> according to Pro Football Reference, it was the first time in its database since 1994 that a team had punted down a score in that field position. Hmm. And you had these other things come out as far as like the surrender index or the decision bot, fourth down decision bot. All the data, all the analytics to just the history. Like, it's one thing if analytics, and it's only analytics, and then you scoff at it, like, ah, come on, it's just a bunch of nerds punching mm -hmm. numbers. But since 1994, no team who was in that similar situation did what Mike Vrabel did. And this was the playoffs. Wow. 
And they called it a cowardly punt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's horrible. A not cowardly. Bill Cowardly. No, yeah. that's not, yeah. not Bill Coward. I doubt he ever got had that nickname, at least to well, his face, right? Not to well, his face. No, <laughs> not to his face. No, 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 not the chin. You don't do that to the chin. No, no. But um, it's I mean, that's tough because at that point, the running game sucked. You know, and even though you know they were in a position, they should have, they should have, they should have went for it, man. Right. Regardless, regardless, you had the number one running back in the league. Yeah. You got to go for that. You but gotta- their their running game sucked. But you were still, at least I was, watching the game, thinking like he's going to break one because gonna, it always yeah. happens. Like exactly. he's been stifled for three quarters before by other teams, and then in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden he gashes you for two or three big runs. And then he's got like a then he's got like 150 yards right at the end know? of the day, and you're like, how did that happen? And right. You look up, and it's it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's like a blink and a miss. It's like 15 right. carries for 38 yards into the fourth quarter, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he ends up with a buck 50 and two touchdowns. Exactly. You know, you beat yeah. guys up. So that's why that's definitely why I didn't understand it. And and variable man, you right there, you you got to do it. There were there like the 40 or something like that. Yeah, I think it was right around the 40. I'll find it. No, I, I have it right here. Oh, you do? It was fourth and two on Baltimore's 40 with 10 okay. remaining in the fourth while losing by four points. 17-13, was yes. that the score? Yeah. Nobody's done this, at least yeah. since 94. I mean, you'd have to go back to old-time football. Ah, Johnny, why a tittle right. was the last guy who did this. And how about we, we saw Justin Tucker miss a kick yesterday? That wow, that doesn't happen. No, at all. Right? No, I mean, I mean, pompous, trouble, but no, that's he's a pompous dude. He's a he's a very arrogant dude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he knows he's the best in the business. He'll tell you. He's that <laughs> guy. He'll tell he's you. Cared enough in the business to recognize oh, yeah. him as the like the best. Oh well, it, well, if you if you don't think so, he'll make sure he'll let you know. That he is now. Do you have personal experience here? You're gonna dish some dirt yeah, like, like Terry it. Bradshaw here? Well, I, I, mean, I, I just, I just, I, I just, I, I've been around him. Okay, and uh, I've been around him, and, and like we were on the we were on a field one time, and uh, my my kicker was Jeff Reed, mm-hmm. and he's over there. Hey, Jeff, you know, so they're just in there talking. So I, you know, I walk over to Jeff, and he's just, I mean, he's just totally just downplaying everything Jeff had done, and I'm like, like, yo, bro. So I'm like, you know, shut up, man. Well, who do you think you are? You, yeah. you don't know who I am? I said, man, you better get out of here, bro. Get on out of here. So my boy Jeff was like, man, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. No, man. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm cussing him out now. You know, I'm like, yo. You got in a fight with a kicker? I was about to. He's that pompous, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know he's coached by a friend of ours. Right. The, the Randy man Brown. Right. Yeah, Randy Brown over East in Evesham. Right. His house, his house is 10 minutes from my house. Yeah, but he's just—he's just a pompous dude. He I'm was like, running his mouth. Him? He had to get it. Wow, he yeah. was really about to get it. I was about to give it to him. Everything he wanted, you know, because my boy Jeff, man, my, Jeff never messed with anybody. We used to call him Quadzilla because his quads were like, like thirty-five <laughs> inches round. You know, so each one like was Robert Newhouse. Yeah, remember him back in the day <laughs> yep. for the Cowboys, yep. Mister yeah. Quad. That's what they right. called yep. him on, on the team. Hey, real quick, right. before we're joined by McMullen, the line has now moved to nine. Wow. Alabama, Alabama. Alabama. Is Eli Gold, he's got to be in the house for this game, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. If Eli Gold is back, I feel even, I feel up to 10 I could take if Gold is calling the game. Well, he's calling the game. All right. Well, I feel good about Bama. 
minus yeah, nine. It's nine on DraftKings. It's a lot of points. Yeah, it is. But here's the thing. Nine? If you think that this is an over game, don't you think that they cover? Like, isn't this a 49-38 type game? I do. I actually really? do. I mean, I really think that they're neither one of those defenses are the same as what they were. If anything, it'll be um, Ohio yeah. State's defense is, is, is the best defense on the field. But you're talking about uh, an offense that's so gifted, man. It doesn't matter whose defense you have out there, period. That's uh, 11 touchdowns, though, man. I mean, you think of how many possessions in a game do you have? What Maybe you? A couple eight of 22 20. between yes, the eight. two teams? Each, each team would probably get eight in the first half, eight in the second half. You know? Okay, so you think you think it's that much? Yeah. Um, now, I have to find this comment real quick because Ron brought it to my attention, but 9-11 Sixers had, if Carson Wentz and Seth Green had a baby, it would be Jake. I saw that when, when we had Jake <laughs> Asman on. I saw that comment, and I oh started. Oh, my I, goodness. I, I was like, do we bring this up in front of Jake? <laughs> yeah, it's that bad form. That. And I was all I was thinking about was um I was thinking about was 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 um ginger, ginger red, <laughs> and eyebrows. That's just kept flashing in my head. Ginger red and eyebrows and what Andy Dalton? You were having nightmares of it? No, not Andy Dalton. That's disrespect for Asman. That's gonna brought up any of those. He has often admitted that for Halloween, the easiest costume for him to do is go as Jake from State Farm. <laughs> the original Jake from State Farm. The original Farm. Jake from State Farm. Right, he not the new Jake from Right, right. Red yeah. shirt and khakis, and I saw those comments flying uh, on the stream as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They were, <laughs> oh, no, careful, I didn't get it at first. I didn't get it at first. It was like... <laughs> Today's day, people may think, like, you know, he, he dressed up in something to look like the right. guy talking about the previous Jake. Right. Not the current saw, Jake. Yeah. He's stuck with these awful commercials with right. Roger. All I got to say we got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot happening here. 20 more minutes before overtime. More on Peterson as well. It's the middle. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. 
Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. I was over there on Friday. Yeah, you, I saw that. Yeah. Nice little piece, man. Yeah. He showed me into the back room all of Fletcher Fletcher stuff waiting to be picked up. All this ammo. Them guys go all the time, man. You yeah. Out, you know, they, they just get into it so much. Well, Fletcher also purchased some some guns for his bodyguards, apparently, over oh, there. Real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, knew. he needs a bodyguard? Right. I never knew you needed a bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, man. I, you know, um, when I was in Green Bay, uh, Sharper, Darren Sharper used to have bodyguards. I'm like, why do you need bodyguards in Green Bay? He's in prison now, isn't he? Right. That's why he needed bodyguards because of the stuff he was doing. This that was pretty good there. On the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, <laughs> Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. There's a report that just came out. We went so far as to bring in the resident Jets fan on the network, Jake Asman, to kind of get some clarity on what that team would feel like if, in fact, something would happen with Doug Peterson getting traded to the Jets. And if you're taking bets right now, or if you're playing the futures on the global market about Doug Peterson's immediate future with the Philadelphia Eagles, then you may feel a little better if you believe this report that came out from Jeff McClain. And as we welcome in our own NFL insider, of course, courtesy of Jacob Media here, you can read John McMullen on Philly Voice. You can read JohnSI.com with the Eagles Maven as well and follow him at JF McMullen on Twitter. Here is the latest from Jeff McLean, and it does not make Doug Peterson look good at all. On top of promoting Press Taylor to OC, Doug Peterson's coaching suggestions to Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie also had Andrew Briner moving from pass game analyst to quarterback coach, promoting Mac Burke from D-line coach to D.C., or bringing XDB's coach Corey Unlin back as defensive coordinator and even said further, McLean wanted, said McLean, that Peterson wanted to retain Dave Phipp as special teams coordinator. Lurie was underwhelmed. John mm. McMullen, how much of this, not to bring in McLean by any means as far as credible or not, just in your reporting, in your opinion, how much of this do you think has merit versus how much of this is muddying waters for an inevitable departure of the head coach? Uh, 100% accurate. Uh... Um, already I'd reported that Press Taylor, everyone kind of knew that Doug wanted to make him the offensive coordinator. Andrew Briner would go up to quarterbacks coach, as you mentioned, from passing game analyst, and Matt Burke was more the most likely to be promoted to defensive coordinator. Uh, that part, none of it is kind of all that new. 
Uh, Gabe Fipp was questionable, so that part is, and Corey Unland being the backup, all of that is new. But, uh, yeah, this is what Doug wants, um, and he wants to be able to choose his coaching staff. I personally think he should be allowed to do that. Yes. Uh, I mean, this is the way he's wanted to go. The press Taylor part's a little counterintuitive, but the weakness of press Taylor is the day-to-day teaching stuff when he's more of a, a, a peer or a friend to Carson Wentz. So I think getting him away from quarterback coach would actually be a positive. So he's a really bright guy as far as scheming goes. I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. What is the most important position in your view? Is it the quarterback's coach right now for the development of Carson? Yeah. Or redevelopment, I, I, I should say. Yeah, redevelopment. Reprogramming. Right. Yeah. One of the things, I mean, Carson Wentz did not like John Filippo personally uh, because John is a hard ass, to be honest. And he was on him, man. And he, he would always point to Carson Palmer. He told me that was the best guy to look at as far as mechanics. And and he built him up. I mean, that was one of the things when he was coming out of North Dakota State, everyone looked at his mechanics and said, this has got to improve. And John was able to do that. And I think you have a slow regression ever since he left. So I don't know if Andrew Bronner's the guy to do that, but that new voice it needs to be there and it needs to be an important one. So what's more important right now? Um, fixing Carson or just fixing the team as a whole? I mean, what, what is the, what is the owner really looking at? You know, is that the deciding factor that Carson's unhappy and if he can't make Carson happy, he's got to go. Or is it the fact that, you know, Jeffrey Lurie does not like how the team is, 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 is being run and he doesn't like, you know, to go, he doesn't want to go forward with it. Yeah. He doesn't want to go. He, he, Jeffrey's big with outside names. He's big with splashy names. He doesn't want, he knows the fan base is going to be upset. I retweeted Jeff's report. I mentioned this was the plan before, as I said, and already fans are going nuts. Fire Peterson. He can't go this way. Jeffrey Laurie understands that. So he wants the Dan Quinns as defensive coordinator. He wants James Irvin as offensive coordinator. He wants something different that the people will get excited about. That's not necessarily the path forward. I wrote about on Sports Illustrated um, this morning about why he's using, you know, people say, you're going to die on the Press Taylor Hill. It's not about Press Taylor. It's about trust. He's dying on the trust hill. He trusts Press Taylor. He doesn't trust Jeffrey Glory and Howie Roseman. So he wants people around him that he trusts. That's what this hill is about. Is he going to get traded? Um, I, I don't think the Jets would have to trade for him, but that pro football talk report, that was about Doug Peterson. When when they came out with that loosely veiled, there's talk about a coach possibly being traded. It was about Doug Peterson to the Jets. Mm. So, I mean, Joe Douglas is there. It's obvious he likes him. Uh, I think he'd love to have him. But I also think Joe is smart enough to wait it out. He probably won't have to trade for him. What do you think happens today with this meeting? It's up to Jeffrey, obviously. If if he's going to hold, I think Doug's at the point. And this goes back 12 months to Mike Grow. This is where this all started. Doug, Doug wanted him back. 
he, he went up there. He told us all that he was coming back. He had to reverse and do the 180 24 hours later. He was very upset by that. I don't think he's going to do it again. Hmm. So then the ball's in Jeffrey's court. If you have that much of a problem with Taylor and Burke and Briner, you're going to have to fire him. That's how I think it's going to be. Wow. Well, I Boy, think he has enough cachet. He has to worry about it, though. You know, so, I mean, he'll be picked up. He'll be one of the, the top um, head coaches looking for a job. If they do fire him, where do we go after that? You know, what what you, where do you think that, you know, Jeffrey wants to go? Is he going to go with, you know, a, a college guy? Is he going to go with somebody that's already proven? You know, what direction? Well, do you he's going to have to get, uh, go with a guy who has no cachet. He's going to have to go because if you're a name coach, if you have options, you're not going to come into this situation where they just fired a coach less than three years after a Super Bowl. And oh, by the way, you have to do everything we say. Hmm. That 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 says first time head coach. That says right. guy with no Gabe Kapler. Option. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. You know, because yeah. looking at this, looking at this team and the way it's constructed, they're asking guys to come in and work magic. You know, as a defensive coordinator. Anybody other than Swartz would have been buried with trying to get that talent out there that they were at, you, forged to use out there. That's 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 something a coach does not want to come in. A team with no talent, I mean, who, who's going to want to entertain even a, 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 a sniff of this job if you have to go out there and virtually play with the guys that, that you know, the GM brings in? And that's the worst part of this, uh, Barrett, is the fact that Jeffrey Lurie doesn't seem to understand. He's worried about position coaches he's not even worried about personnel the problem number one problem on this team is personnel and he, right. he mm-hmm. seems to be clueless about that he's got a blind spot it's amazing isn't for it? howie it, it is yeah. darkest of spots that's blinding completely now here's the thing i'm curious john when you look across what happened over the weekend and we roasted barrett already for 25 minutes on the Steelers debacle. So feel free if you'd like to pile on to do that. But what was the most disappointing moment across the board from Saturday in which it kicked off with the Colts, Titans, a Bills, part of me, through last night? When you look at all six games, what was the biggest disappointment, the most disappointing moment, if you will? The most disappointing moment was I forgot to switch over to Nickelodeon because I think that was great. You didn't miss much. Yeah. I, I thought it was great, but um, I, you know, I think the mis- most disappointing team was Pittsburgh. I mean, they were set up. They, I, I, you, you, you got a team with all the COVID issues. They don't have a head coach, and it's almost like they took it for granted, and they just got mm. punched in the mouth and could never recover. Then I look at Mike Tomlin when you have that fourth and one. I, I, I mean, when you get that far behind, and I love Mike Tomlin. I think he's a Hall of Fame coach. You got to take some chances. I that, I joke, that guy's so conservative, he got deplatformed after making that decision. So he punts the football. <laughs> uh, you get a touchback, and they go right down and score game over. Uh, so I was really disappointed, not only on how Pittsburgh handled that, but also Mike Tomlin, and that's not typical for me. Well, what about the Vrabel punt? Or la- that was, was that not- too. Yeah, that was okay. Bad. Just wanted to see. Yeah, uh, you know, that, but I mean, at least it was a close game. This is a yeah. game where you have to take chances. You have to understand you're in the moment. You can you imagine 
if you convert that and, and Pittsburgh scores and all of a sudden they're within one score, the pressure that would have been put on Cleveland, a team not used to playing in that situation, a team with no head coach, no offensive line coach, special teams guy, that would have put such pressure on them. And he just said, let's punt it away. I you think Roethlisberger returns? Not with a $41 million cap hit. But, yeah, he wants to return. He'll work it out. I, I mean, the Steelers were so bad. Yeah, it's he's time a good time. stretch. But he's, he made us sit through that, that steaming pile of horse bleep. He's got to pay for that. Well, <laughs> sorry. They got, you know, part of it is they have to run the football. They have to get a running game. They totally went against that. They're just chucking it all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then when you get behind, yeah, there's going to be interceptions. How about the Seattle implosion? Yeah, that was pretty bad. More more so for the fact that the, the offense, similar to Pittsburgh, was so bad down the stretch. They were so good early in the season and, mm-hmm. and, and, and so bad down the stretch. And you just don't expect that with Russell Wilson. And DK Metcalf was so frustrated. Jalen Ramsey was shutting him down. But the Rams, you know, they're starting John Wolford because they wanted to. What mm. does that say about Jared Goff? That's, yeah. that's like an underdeveloped story. It's amazing they, they're where they are. You're right. You're right. Well, one thing I was looking at the entire time after the, you know, especially after the game with the Colts game was the fact that they were, you know, basically just sending off Phillips, you know, I mean, and, and saying, all right, you know, you're, you're no longer going to be our quarterback. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, they are really laying out the red carpet for Carson Wentz. Do you still think that's a possibility? There's so many quarterback options. I uh, I definitely think, Barrett, they want a quarterback. But they're going to have so many options. You know, what if Deshaun Watson is available? Right. Yeah. I mean, he really, really hates that organization. If he forces it to a point, I mean, obviously, they're not going to want to trade him in the division. But I'm just talking as a whole – when people say, will teams take a chance on Carson Wentz? Yes, there will be a team. But just because Frank Reich is there, uh, that's too easy. Uh, they'll be looking for a quarterback. And Frank said if Philip Rivers wants to come back, he, he'd love to have him back. John, thank you, sir. We'll chat Thanks, John. on Thursday for overtime. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, Mafia. You got it. That's John McMullen at JF McMullen. Quick break. We wrap the hour next. Remember, overtime comes your way. We'll talk a little more about the latest with this Jeff McLean piece. But I have a question regarding Kevin Stefanski that I need answered before we get out of here. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Hi, I'm John Doherty. May this holiday season bring you joy and peace. May 2021 be a better year for all of us. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy new year. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? 
check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right. Mm-hmm. When did we break? Uh, so Barrett, do you think he, you think Doug's out? <clears throat> I, I really am, man. Wow, I, I do. I just don't think that they're going to allow him to keep the guys that he has. And just like you know, uh, you know, John said, Lurie wants somebody who's going to come in and make a splash impact. He understands mm-hmm. that this this fan base wants blood. <clears throat> they want somebody that they can rely upon to to be a name that the the players will listen to. Well, I get that. Um, that doesn't always work, but why should he have confidence in these same guys just being moved around to different titles? Well, you're right. You, and that's, you know that's, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right about that, but it still doesn't change. What if you had these same guys with same titles with actually players that could play? <laughs> and that's the part nobody's really discussed. They're talking about coordinators and, 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 and you, know, you know, position coaches being brought out. Just what Muller said. It's more so personnel. Personnel, he's yeah, at yeah. coach. Hmm. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Just a quick question. That 28 to nothing after one. We know Kevin Stefanski was relegated to the basement, <laughs> quarantining. Couldn't even be with his family. No phone was on. Couldn't have any contact with anybody in the building. Do you think he changed the channel? You think he? Ch- and I'm not talking about going from CBS to Nickelodeon. No. I mean, do you think he watched like the first 30 minutes of Your Honor? No. Something like that. Do you think he moved away at all? No shot. No. No shot. Not even like oh man, we, we couldn't stomach. Watching I, that football game, you think he at some point was I, just like, "All right, we got this in the bag." Let me no, I think he was walking around his basement with a headset on, acting like he was on the sidelines, coaching every snap of that game in his head. <laughs> think about it. that's his first playoff game, and he wasn't even allowed to be there. Right, no. right, right, right. It's awful. I'm just thinking, you know, it's 28 nothing. That game was boring for a little bit. Maybe he just moved on and caught a little sneak preview of 51st dates or whatever the hell was running. Okay, on. so so was he back in at 35-23 with yeah. Pittsburgh with the ball? He probably – well, here's the thing. My guess is that he changed the channel, and every now and again, especially if you're leaving a bad game, you get caught on what you're watching. I don't mm-hmm. think he flipped the channel for an hour, but I think he flipped it and probably got – oh, wait, I got to go back to the game. Did you watch episode six, meanwhile? I did. You did? I did. 
All right. Uh, today. Is it today. recommended? Or are you, were you happy with it? Was it slow? Uh, it's a good episode. It's good television, but I was not happy with what I wanted out of it. I need more. Barrett, he always okay. needs more. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't trust I can't trust that from you anymore. I have to, <laughs> I have to rely on my own instincts from this okay. point on. Elite He's always good. wanting more. Uh, yeah, just, what's wrong with that? That's well, how we should be leaving our audience at the end of every day, not how we currently leave. You're, you're just so deep, man. You're so deep. No, okay. No, no. Here's so in, in overtime, are you going to go baby face because you had a baby face candidate? No, maybe. Crying maybe baby we'll face. Break it out. Uh, here's the thing, though. There was a major cop out in this episode. Oh. Major cop out. And I, I didn't, I don't like cop outs. I didn't like the movie cop out. I don't like cop outs. Hmm. You know the movie cop out, right? No. Oh, come on, man. We're talking about a 2020 film with. Cop out. Yeah, Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Oh, I know. I never saw it. Barrett? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, you saw it? It was a truck. Yeah, yeah uh, it was bad. Tuesday. Overtime next. It's the middle. Thanks to Ron Culver, as always. We're back on Tuesday. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. It's overtime alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. And a lot of people are upset right now about the Sixers having to play a game with under eight players and the NBA continuing to cancel. But this Doug Peterson thing, especially now with the latest with Jeff McLean's piece, I, I just don't know. I get that John McMullen and others, you know, 100% true. They believe everything. But this just feels like it feels like it's an exaggerated report. It feels like it's put out there to further poison the waters with Doug Peterson. Mm -hmm. And it feels like it's going to reduce his legacy to, yeah, he won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but look how much of an idiot wow. he is now. No, it was lightning in a bottle. That was the it's the it's the lightning in the bottle. Yeah, forget making the playoffs two years after that, which isn't necessarily. Yeah, but that's nine and seven in a bad division. You still made the playoffs. I understand. Right? I mean, you made the play. But the point of it is, is that for the people who think that players aren't listening or that his message is lost and things along those lines, it's counter to what he did for three straight years. Right. Exactly. So now, no. all of a sudden, I'm supposed to believe that people aren't listening to him anymore. The quarterback wasn't listening to him. Well, the, yeah, the quarterback apparently has just soured on him. I don't know, but I think the rest of the team was still buying into him. Well, that's why they almost won the game. They didn't yeah. get the memo. They were supposed to lose the game. They went out there <laughs> fighting just as hard as they had if they had the nine starters that they had sat down for the game. You know, they had nine starters not playing and almost won that game. Yeah. They didn't get the memo that they were trying to tank. And that just goes to show how – you know, Coach Peterson can rally troops. That's something that we, you know, all right, forget the X's and O's, but he's a motivator of men. Mm -hmm. Now, I think Coach Lurie is thinking more so, all right, I need more as far as star power. I need to get this, 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 this organization back on the, 
as one of the top, yeah. the top teams in the league, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, when when you texted us uh, yesterday, the Lincoln Riley stuff, yeah. I'm like, that's a total Jeff Lurie move because he loves to be Mr. Innovative. Absolutely. You know? He's yep. moving, you know, football forward. And this is offensive, you know, an offensive genius. It's, it's go right back to Chip Kelly. Exactly. Exactly. A more likable Chip Kelly, maybe, but Chip Kelly. But the difference is that the new person needs to get the power that Chip had, yet won't. So we'll be back in the right. same position in two, three, four years with somebody else to blame outside of the people that are really the culprit. Yeah. But it's not the power that we're I'm talking. I could care less about power. I bet Doug doesn't care about power. If he has players on the field that can actually play, I think he more he'd be better suited to to you know to coach a team with players as opposed to having power to go out and you know and and, and do whatever, say whatever he wants as far as keeping a staff. Who cares about a staff? You have players. Let's give me some players that could play the game. Well, you know, I, even, the point of it though, Barrett, is that. He's so emasculated by this front office that he doesn't yes. even get to pick who his people are below him. Yeah. Like, think about this. How many coaches who have won a Super Bowl? And yeah, Harry. Can't name their own staff. Yeah, that that's something, isn't yeah. it? No, that's real. Yeah. That's very real. All right, you're gonna, you're gonna make me go, you're gonna make me um you're going to make me fire a guy that I want to have as my offensive yeah. coordinator. And I told the media the day before that he's back and that he had to turn. Turn tail. I mean, that's embarrassing. That is emasculating. Yeah. And then you're gonna turn around and, and and give me players that can't play. Mm. Well, what do you expect? I mean, nobody's gonna want this job. Now they have must realize this. If they fire Doug, nobody's gonna want this job. Nobody's gonna want to go into a front office besides a young guy that you know is trying to get this jump start into the league. Nobody's gonna want it because they don't have the autonomy to pick the players that they want. I mean, if you if you if you're hungry and you go to the grocery store, you want to want to buy your own groceries. That way, you can make your own meal. But you could be making somebody else's meals, somebody else's groceries. You're not going to want that. That's not going to attract to a to a um, a coach coming in. You know, who I, wants I, that? Real quick, before we get out of here, we'll be back on Tuesday, and Martinez will be on with us to talk a little bit more about what this is and and everything else happening in the NHL Sixers as well, but. I do wonder if Peterson had any, because this is going to be out. If it's not already, this will be out here. So let me, let's just get this out real quick in a minute. But I wonder if Peterson knew that Doug, Joe Douglas isn't going to trade. Nobody's going to trade for you. This situation is toxic. And get yourself fired. Yeah. But in a way that's not, hey, bleep you, Jeffrey Lurie. It's more right, like, right. he knows Lurie. He knows what Lurie's expecting. Hey, you know, Doug, we really want you to knock this presentation out. Mm -hmm. And he comes in and he's like Spicoli out there, you know, like, yeah, dude, you know, we got these great numbers, man, this awesome data. And Lurie's like, move this guy here, give him this title, yeah. and then we'll move this guy back down here and give him that title. I'm just saying, we're good. maybe this is one of these getting Cra crash by design. But is that what you're saying? Yes, but it's not as obvious as like, well, I'm just going to go in there and tell this guy off and get right. Fired. You know, it's it's something a little more to it. Hmm. Right, right, right. That's he's exactly giving, giving Doug a lot of credit there, Aton yeah. is. Well, he's being advised, I'm sure, by other people. I doubt that he's just going into this blind. Yeah. Without like, like, right? Doug, Joe, Doug, Joe Doug's like, hey, man, just, just put your cards out there. You know what I'm saying? Put your cards out there. <laughs> you know, you'll be okay. 
Yeah. I got you. You won't have to move far. You just move your move move your stuff two hours up the road. You'll be all right. <laughs> all right, we're out of here. Tuesday back. A lot of things happening. Thank you all for riding with us for Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Aton Shander, presented by our great friends at Book It Sports. Make sure you go to the app right now. Download it. Apple, Google Marketplace. It's overtime here on phillyvoice.com. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.